Welcome to episode six of In Touch with iOS, a podcast for sharing tips, apps, and gear for iPhone and iPad, along with other technologies that you get using iOS in a fun, productive, and meaningful ways. I'm your host, David Ginsberg, and I'm here with my co-host, Melissa Davis. Hi, Melissa. Hey, Dave. How's it going? Doing great. I'm gl- so glad we're up here to episode six of uh, our fun podcast. And we got lots to talk about, all kinds of topics, news, and there's been a lot going on in the last couple weeks. Uh, in there the is. World. It uh, has not been a quiet week, that's for sure. Yeah, very, very much so. So uh, our, uh, our first topic where we wanted to talk about was... Uh, uh, Apple has uh, done a little change with their Apple stores. Did you notice that, Melissa? I just looked at that. That that looks cool. There's one actually. Um, well, why don't you go ahead and tell us what it is, and I'll tell you what I've. What, yeah, I've what, what Apple did was they came up with a new concept for all their training. So, you know, most of us would go into the Apple store, and you you look at the schedule and see if there was a training class, and then you would sign up for it, and then you sit at the table. And, of course, a lot of times it would be too loud, and you wouldn't be able to focus. And But it looks like they've really done a great job of expanding upon all of their uh, different offerings for, for training. So if you go to apple.com slash today, um, this actually brings you to the Today at Apple website. And it's got a flashy uh, uh, scrolling picture at the top and it says discover aspiring programs that are happening near you. And of course, it'll know where you are in your location. Of course, me being in Chicago, it's going to have all kinds of different things and it shows the calendar for each day and what, what each store is offering. So uh, the first one that just came up at the, the art, one of the Apple stores is uh, the kids hour, making movies together. That would be pretty cool. Wouldn't you think with your kids? If you were to, oh, yeah. To do that? yeah. And, uh, I've been wanting to do this for the longest time and they, they had, it It was just such a very limited uh, window of time, but it looks right. like they're going to have it, you know, they're going to offer it maybe more frequently. So we might actually get to, to catch this. I think we're going to have to do it before we, uh, when we get back, because I don't think we'll have time to do it before we leave. Sure. <laughs> but, yeah, I want to, because I, I want to learn how to do this stuff too. So I might just have to go to the kids one all by myself. See, I don't have kids to go with, but but you have a good excuse to do it. I you can pretend. Yeah, I don't know if they like pretend. that too much. All these kids and I'm here, I'm standing there at the, at the store. I don't know about that, but um, but uh, check it out. I think they did a great job of uh, of really streamlining a lot of their 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 classes. You know, all the basic stuff too, like the the Mac and Apple Watch and iPhone and iPad and. Uh, they also expanded upon it a little bit with uh, with different other projects. Um, one that really stood out was the sketch walks. Now you can actually go on the actual walks, and they would do some sketching different types of classes. Uh, one of them was like water watercolor and brush techniques, and uh, mm-hmm. that seemed kind of cool. It was your Apple pencil observational your, drawing? Yeah, no, it's really cool. So I think Apple really has has done a great job of. Changing the experience, uh, Angela Aaron's. I actually no, I did. I actually watched the interview she did with uh, with us, uh, LinkedIn, and she really gave some good insights about uh, uh, what's going on in in, in in Apple retail. You know, she does not. She's not a techie person. You know, and she le- leads the, the retail group. You know, she she came from Burberry, so she doesn't have a lot of tech, but she knows how to get people engaged and people to get interested in in the product. So. Uh, we are, I, threw, I threw you off the curve here, but we probably should put that link in our show notes. Just, people should check out that video because I thought it was a really great. Yeah, I'd like to see that too, actually. It's like a great uh, great article, a great video, I should say. So um, so I would uh, definitely recommend uh, checking that out. Um, what else do we have and in the news? You want to talk about the link that you put in there about the free photography class? Yes, yes. Uh, the, this was uh, in Business Insider. They actually uh, put together a... Uh, free ph- photography classes, and it was kind of what we kind of talked about: uh, photo walks, developing your style. Seeing, uh, I haven't didn't see anything on that schedule for today's date, but if you go back to the today, 
uh, Today in Apple website we just talked about, you can sign up for these classes, and they actually go through photo walks and let you um, uh, step through and, and actually use your camera. Uh, more, more, it's a more powerful use for the camera because um, I, I didn't see anything because I was looking through today's date, but I guess I could change the different dates because obviously it's not going to be during the week. It's probably on weekends, I would bet. Well, this article in Business Insider, okay, cool. someone who actually went through the yeah. program and did it and talked about his experience, and I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, so I think uh, just checking out, the, we'll have that in the show notes, of course. Uh, check out that article, what he learned, uh, and um, I'm sure they're going to have more classes available. Um, that's what kind of threw me off there because the, uh, the, uh, the, the Apple site doesn't have anything scheduled at this time, but uh, something you know, it's going to be coming. I'm sure there'll be more classes as they come along here. So, uh, and I mean, this would be a good opportunity to, you know, take that kind of topic and run with it because I mean, I used to belong to, and maybe it's still going on, but I belong to a Google Hangouts group of people where we would actually have photo challenges every week. And whoever, you know, it's just very kind of subjective. I mean, whoever won the photo challenge would get to pick the next topic. And so we would basically be given an assignment and then we'd go and take, it was smartphone photography. So it wasn't strictly iOS, but it was all the different smartphones that, you know, you could take pictures with. And I, it was so much fun. I wish I had more time to do it. It's just yeah. been time, but um, we would get an assignment. And so you'd have to basically take three pictures, you know, your three favorite pictures and then share them with the group. And then everybody kind of vote on them that you'd have like a week for everybody to review it. Right. And it was just so much fun. I, I love the idea of a photo walk like this. I mean, this kind of gives you, gets you out of the house. I mean, this would be really great for my seniors, yeah. uh, to, you know, get people out of the house, go on an actual photo walk with other like-minded people, other people that are learning the, the same thing. When I consult with my clients, this is one of the topics that I get asked about a lot is, is picture taking. I just had an instance where a couple, I have a lot of husband and wife uh, clients and they had the new seven plus like you have, and they didn't even know about portrait mode. And they were asking me questions about how to take pictures. And I noticed they asked me about live photos, you know, and I explained what that was. And I noticed that they hadn't had any portrait pictures in there. So I actually showed them how to use portrait mode. And it was just so fun. I was like, come on, you know, smile. And I had, you know, the husband pose and the wife took a picture and, oh, she just loved it. She just ate it up. So I could see a lot of people having a lot of fun with this. So you should, you should do it and you should report back. That's your, Absolutely. That's your assignment. That's your assignment. <laughs> so to take pictures. Speaking of pictures, uh, Apple also has been uh, really active on, on doing a short commercials on, on different topics. One that stood out this past month is it's on their YouTube page. Uh, we'll have a link there in our show notes about it, um, is how to shoot on an iPhone 7. And there's, there's about 20 or so videos, maybe a little less, maybe a little more, uh, on different topics. Um, like the first topic that stood out was uh, how to shoot with Zoom on an iPhone 7 Plus. And it goes about a 39-second video, but it gives you some great tips and showing you how, how powerful that camera really is. Um, same thing with the iPhone 7, uh, how to convert to a black and white photo on an iPhone 7, uh, and take, taking selfies or how to edit a selfie on an iPhone 7, uh, how to shoot great portraits. You just talked about portraits. There's a, there's a short little video on that as well. So um, Apple's really getting, uh, getting really into the education piece, and I think that's, I'm super excited about that because uh, – makes it a lot easier to, to to learn more about the products and but we always like to have you depend on us and listen to and learn some of the things that we talk about uh but i'm super excited that apple is uh doing that too well it gives, it gives us great reference points too because That's when true. someone asks how to do something we have the knowledge base we we know how to how to 
talk about it, but then now we'll have something that we can point back to and say, oh, you know, check out this video. And the kind of, the work is kind of done for us. Cause I'll tell you a lot of times, I mean, you know, making my own tutorials, it's, I love doing it, but it's time consuming. It Gosh. really is. Yeah. I mean, Hey, it's time consuming when we even working on our podcast, you know, just trying to put uh-huh. all this information together, uh, think about you know, having all those, those resources. And then, I, I subscribe to different types of uh, of services that offer that type of stuff. You know, it may not necessarily mean I'm subscribing to it because I want, I need to learn something, but I might learn something like one or two things I don't know, but I probably know most of the stuff. But, you know, that's that's what's great about having that, all this information out there is... Uh, like the hive it. mind. It really is. I mean, no one can know everything. I never will ever admit that I do. So uh, this is a great opportunity to be able to learn a lot of uh, things uh, from these particular videos, so... Did you well, since up? you were talking about this, yeah. Well, since you were talking about the iPhone Seven Plus, I'm yep. going to take that opportunity to segue into our next link here, which is Apple is. This is a rumor, so right. uh, people are talking about the iPad Mini. I'll just use the word being cannibalized, which means it's kind of being eaten up. Uh, so the article is called "Apple to Discontinue iPad Mini as Device Gets Squeezed from Both Ends," and this is from BGR. Yep. So it is a rumor, but it's something to. Definitely to think about because, as I mentioned in previous episodes and on other podcasts, I've been considering ever since they released the the new iPad, which is the really affordable one. What is it like three seventy five or something? You know, uh, it's three forty nine. It's not as soup three forty nine, so even better. Uh, it's not as souped up as the Pro. It doesn't have all of the stuff, and I don't think it's compatible with Apple Pencil. But for the needs that I have outlined in the past for what I would like it for, it really kind of fits that. But I was having a bit of a quandary in trying to decide whether or not I wanted to get the mini versus the new iPad. Now, I am, we'll talk about it later, but I am going to wait till WWDC for, I always wait till then to make a final decision on that kind of stuff. But I was kind of debating on whether or not I wanted to get the iPad mini. But this rumor kind of stirs things around that maybe points to what I've been itching at, which I really just need to go with the plus size for the next phone. I really think I just need (laughs) one of these days. I'm just going to bite it. I know you have it and you love it. And I really, really, really had a hard time deciding last time around when the 6S came out because I'm on the S cycle. I always wait. So the next one that comes out, the next one that they announce, that's the one I'm going to be eyeing up. So my next decision is going to be whether or not I want to get the seven or I guess it'll be the eight. I don't know what, what are they going to call it? But the plus size, because it has that better camera in it. And I'm really, I've been really envious. Like my clients have it. My sister-in-law has it. Both my dad, my father-in-law, my dads have the seven plus. They all have this amazing camera. And we're talking about all these, all these tips and all these videos and all these things that you can do with this amazing camera that I can't do with my regular, even if I had gotten the seven, I still wouldn't be able to do those things like portrait mode and landscaping, you know, uh, telephoto zooming. And that's sort where of, there's just those extra things that you just can't get in the regular sized phone. So that, you know, that just a rumor, just even thinking about the mini being discontinued kind of pushes me more towards the plus sized end of the spectrum. Well, I, and then there's you that'll probably convince me. Yeah, well, I, I, you know me. I mean, I the rumors are that there's going to be a seven S, seven S plus, as well as an eight. So it's potential there could be uh-huh. two different models, but they're saying that the eight's going to be over a thousand dollars at the base price. So yeah, uh, so. I know, and that's that's what's going to make it harder. But yeah. it's all going to be about that camera. I'm going to be looking forward to seeing what they do with the camera. I'm always excited about the camera. And then the other thing is that there is also the rumor that they're going to be coming out with a 10.5 inch iPad, uh, mm. the iPad Pro. 
So mm-hmm. that's probably the other motivating, two motivating factors is the iPhone 7 Plus is, you know, that's very close to the size of a right, iPad exactly. mini. And, and they want to they go a 9.7 and a 10.5 and the 12.9. So I don't think the I'm 12... being an Apple user. Being an Apple user all these years, I, it, none of this surprises me. You know, people get all up, all bent out of shape about it. Like, oh, they're going to cannibalize their product. Like, they've been doing this for years. They, they do this. This is what they do. Yeah. I'm uh, used to it. Yeah, I mean, we all are. And, I mean, it, it just it just continues. It just continues to, to change. So, um, we uh, moving on here. We also, we, I'm pretty excited, and you, uh, are, you are too, about it. We received our first listener feedback. Yay! <laughs> So uh, I've been friends with Nightwise for a long time. Uh, his name is Nightwise. He he runs a website, nightwise.com, if you want to go check it out. Uh, he's a good friend. He's He's been a friend in this this circle for a long, long time. He's really, really geeky like us. And so we're going to leave a spot here for the audio. But basically, he called in, or I should say he sent me an audio message and messages. So he <laughs> did it totally within the vein of our podcast subject. It's not like he called me on the phone. You know, he left me an audio message in messages, which is which I thought was really cool. So we're going to play it for you now. And basically, he talks about our last episode where we were talking about traveling and using data plans. And so he has a really great perspective and gives you lots of great tips about Wi-Fi, you know, public Wi-Fi and what to do about the SIM card and this and that. So why don't you take a listen? I'll introduce it now. This is Nightwise of nightwise.com with an audio clip and some advice on traveling with your iOS device. Now let me do a retake here. Hey guys, uh, this is Nightwise calling from Belgium, and I just want to congratulate you on a great show. I um, heard that you guys were talking about roaming charges when you come to the U.S., and uh, I thought I'd enlighten you a little bit about uh, how it's done here in Europe. Um, when you're coming from the U.S. and you have a uh, American contract, be very careful once you get off the boat, either in the U.K. or on the European mainland. Roaming charges will apply. If you consume data here in Europe, you will pay a pretty hefty amount of, uh, you know, euro per megabyte when you have a non-European uh, contract. So these roaming charges can be uh, pretty hefty. Um, calling's not that expensive, but especially data is uh, not cheap if you uh, use your American, um, well, cell contract here in, uh, in, the U- in uh, Europe. What you can do is get a SIM card in the country that you are staying at for your data usage. Just go to a random phone shop and order a prepaid data SIM card, which you can use for your heart's desire, and prices are dirt cheap. I am, I am uh, saying something like 10 euros for a gigabyte, or 10, 10 euros for even uh, 10 gigabytes, depending on which carrier you choose. Now, beware. The European Union, although it's working on its internal roaming charges, has not completely completed that new legislation. So we're not like the U.S. Uh, if you set, set a foot uh, on the mainland, for example, in Belgium, and you go to the Netherlands or to France with your Belgian SIM card and your Belgian data account, you will also pay roaming charges. So not all countries in the European Union are, you know, just like the states in the U.S. where you have one carrier that works across the entire continent. Here you still have country-specific providers, and roaming charges apply cross-country. Legislation is being worked on, but it's not really uh, complete yet, so be very careful when you do that. 
I would advise one coming from the U.S. with your American um, SIM card, turn off the data and just use the calling features. Um, as for alternatives, you can pretty much uh, get Wi-Fi um, in all the major cities. There is even municipal Wi-Fi in uh, many European cities, and where there is none, there will be free Wi-Fi in the pubs, there will be free Wi-Fi in your hotel, and in the McDonald's, which is, you know, these big things with the yellow arches, which are not actually an M. They are a W for free Wi-Fi, and that's the way you can find them. And I know you know this McDonald's thing because it's actually originating across the pond. Uh, so I enjoy. I hope you enjoy your, your visit to the European mainland, but take these uh, advices at heart. Uh, when it comes to broadband speed, we kick your puny pink little butt every day. Um, the average Belgian household has a 240 megabit connection to the Internet uh, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, pretty fast. That's, sorry, it's that's a 20. Yeah, that's, no, that's 240. That's 240 megabit connection uh, to the curb. So, uh, because we are so well wired, we have awesome broadband speeds here, which you can enjoy. So, uh, next time you visit the mainland, think about it. Uh, turn off your cellular data plan, buy a local SIM card, and if possible, use the local Wi-Fi, and you will be fine. Okay, great. Thank, thanks. We really appreciate that feedback from Nightwise. Um, if you want to leave us feedback, do we, do we have a... Of course, he's your friend, so he he actually texted to you, but right. So he he texted me personally, but I mean, there's always Twitter, there's Facebook. Um, we have all of our links in our show notes yes. within the podcast episode and on our website at uh, www. So go over there and check it out, and you can contact uh, us through any one of those links. Um, I don't know. We don't really have like a phone number or something that you can call, but you can always message one of us yes. and leave an audio clip. Through, through through the through the social media means, I think is okay for now. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so um, let's move on. We have a couple app apps and tips that we wanted to talk about. Um, I was pretty excited about uh, this this app. I know um, I know Melissa. You said that uh, you were still. Uh, do you have you have the iOS version of this? This is PDF Expert. Um, I from, do. from Readle. Um, they came out with a brand new version, and I'm I'm pretty stoked of some of the features that they added to it. Um, it's, it's available through iTunes. Uh, the cost is nine ninety nine, so it isn't free, but it's probably one of the most powerful PDF editors I've used on iOS. And I've been pretty, I've been really happy with it. Um, one of the t- couple of biggest things that it added was the, the, the ability to be a, being able to edit a PDF very easily. And one thing I like a lot is if you have a document, maybe you don't want someone to see certain things on to, on it. You actually can go, uh, kind of use with the, uh, what's called red act. And you tap that, and you can put black bars across, kind of, kind of like what the government does, you know, when they're sending you some mm-hmm. uh, documents they want, don't want you to read things that we should, that we really should be able to read. But, uh, but there are some instances, you know, like I did it when I was doing a doc um, for some training that I did for uh, for Outlook uh, 2016. There were some topics in a in a in a document that I, that I didn't want to talk about, so I just blacked it out. So it really threw it out there, so I could see that it was very easy to do that. Um, the other great thing too is as long as the the PDF is is in an editable format. Uh, it's not uh, it's OCR, and it's not uh, a photo. You can also edit the text. So if you tap at the button that uh, has text, you actually can tap in a box and actually go in and ch- and change the change the words, delete words, whatever. And it's 
full editing capabilities, just like you're having like a like a, a Word document or a Pages document. So it's pretty slick. Um, same thing with images. You can edit images. You can uh, change them, rotate them. Um, you can add links if there isn't a link in a particular file. So it, it, it's got some super powerful uh, tools for iOS, which I think is just pretty amazing. There was there was a lot of uh, other uh, PDF editors out there, like PDF Pen Pro is another one I use. Um, but I was kind of like liking this this new version. Uh, it's it's the version six for iOS, um, and it's 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 really cool. Uh, of course, it this has. This has all- been my favorite. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. This has been my favorite out of all the. And I've tried a lot of them because yeah, I have some some real world examples. Just like you know, you're talking about redacting and things like that. Um, just with my husband just completed. Well, I mean, he's he's in the process of completing, but he just completed uploading all, all of his files. And I'm going to try this one of these days. I'm going to use a couple of the examples that I did on the Mac, where I used Preview, just the the built in Mac PDF editing app called Preview, and mm-hmm. I consolidated apps. You know, took three pages from this PDF, dragged them over. Uh, consolidated them onto this one because when he uploaded his stuff, they have very, very specific rules and guidelines about what you're allowed to upload. Um, the file size has to be under a certain limit. It has to be a certain page limit. And then each one of the documents that he uploaded had to have a very specific cover page, which was the PDF. So we had to take those and combine them. And then there's another rule about, you know, student names couldn't be published and locations couldn't be published because this is a national program. So we did have to go in and redact a lot of things. We had to draw lines through a lot of stuff. And so I'd love to throw that task at this. And what I have done in the past, I know that it's capable because my my children go to a charter school where they use an online curriculum for their math. And you can actually go to the website, download the homework file. So this, this actually came in handy for us. We were traveling one time where we had to take them out of school for like a wedding. And then there was another time where um, my son was absent and we were actually able to download the PDFs and these were math worksheets. Uh, so you had to do a lot of handwriting and it was funny. It's a fun way to get your kids to do their homework. If you, if you tell them that you'll let them do it on the iPad <laughs> because you can use PDF expert to open the PDF and then use the pen tools to draw and right. do your, you know, your math problems, you know, show your work and all that kind of stuff. And so, uh, he begs me now, he's like, can I do my homework on the iPad? <laughs> <laughs> so I actually did put this to the test for, for those kinds of things. And so I'm pretty sure that it will be able to do what I throw at it as far as consolidating pages from, I just haven't done it yet, but I'm, I'm anxious to play, probably play around with that where you can, you know, reorder the page order and take pages from one file and add them to a different file and then take that file and rename it and that sort of thing. So yeah, I love playing around in these and I've tinkered with many, many different, um, there's always, somebody always has one, right. But I actually like the readle. Right. I forget. What did you say? It's readle or Riedel? readle? Readle. Uh, readle apps. Cause I actually use calendars five from them. That mm-hmm. is my absolute favorite calendaring app. So I'm a very, very picky person when it comes to calendar apps and PDF editing apps. And Riedel has the sweet spot on my phone for both of those, those subjects. So that should speak volumes. That should tell you a lot coming from me. Yeah, I mean they've yeah, Calendars Five is awesome. They also have another product called Scanner Pro, one of the best scanners out there for scanning documents. Um, so that they're that really- I would I would have to compare with Jotnot Pro. That's my okay. favorite scanner app pro. So maybe that'll be my assignment for next There's time. I'll have to put those two head to head and compare them because, you know, I sort of have my my apps that I love that I fall in love with. And I, you know, OK, well, let's see. Can you do this? Can you do this? So, yeah, that'll be fun. In fact, I go I went on I'm on Riedel's website right now and, it, and actually PDF expert was uh, Apple's app of the year. 
So that tells me right away that uh, a lot of good, good positive feedback about uh, about that app. So uh, it's PDF Expert from Riedel. Uh, you can go. You can go. We'll have a link in the show notes on uh, right to the iTunes link uh, for iOS. There is a Mac version too, but we don't talk too much about Mac here. But you can take a look at that as well. Um, but highly recommend it. Um, and definitely, uh, you can also link all of your different cloud services with it. So you right. can read oh my God, PDFs from iCloud, from Dropbox, from Google Drive, pretty much anything that you throw at it. Uh, PDF, uh, PDF yeah, expert can read from those different buckets. So that's, yeah. that's really, really important. Google Drive, Dropbox, Box, as well as iCloud. Um, it, I just know. remembered I what I the first uh, form that I. I filled out with this was for my dentist uh, last year <laughs> and I actually, they had, I, I have a very nice, you know, progressive modern dentist and they have their uh, new patient registration forms available on their website. And I downloaded it, opened it in PDF expert and I filled out the form and man, were they impressed with me when I went in, <laughs> I, I, I printed it out and they're like, what did you use to do this? And so I had to show them on my phone and they're, they're, they're pretty techie there. So I was impressed. So yeah, fill out your new patient forms and PDF expert. And yeah. So contact us, you know, let us know what you think about it. We'd, we'd love to know what you hear about these apps that we talk about and see what, you know, maybe you have an alternative or something that does it better. But I think a PDF expert is pretty top dog. Oh, absolutely. So uh, moving on, um, we also wanted to talk about uh, Safari. You know, Safari is an app. We can, we, can, we can say it is, and it's more, this will be more of a tip that we found uh, from our friend uh, Dave Chartier from uh, Finer Things in Tech. He, he has a wonderful uh, newsletter that he sends out. Uh, and the one tip that he, that he told us about was uh, iOS 10, in iOS 10 is Safari being able to close all the tabs at once. It's always been a challenge um, to, you know, I, I never thought about it and thinking there's got to be a way to close all these tabs. Cause sometimes you have 16, 20 different tabs uh, opened up. So really all you have to do is you have to, you, you go into, um, into Safari and you, you tap and hold down the, the, the button where you look at the tabs, but you tap and hold it. And once you hold it, another it's menu a is long, it's a, What's that? It's a long press. It's a long press, yes. You don't just tap and hold it for the... the it's, it, you have to tap and hold it for a fair amount of time. But once you do it, um, it'll it'll bring up a, a little box and shows you that uh, closed all these tabs or closed 16 tabs. You tap it, and then all the tabs close pretty quickly. So I thought it was... Uh, um, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty cool thing because there's lots of times I have a lot of apps opened up and, uh, we, uh, uh tend to want to be able to, uh, uh, close them quickly. So I thought that was a great tip. Did you, did this you? is one I'm, I definitely get a lot of mileage out of from yeah. my clients because yeah. <laughs> unfortunately they just, you know, they know how to browse the web, but they don't, they don't understand that every time you tap on a link, it opens right. it up into a new tab, a new window, basically. And so a lot of them, like, they're, <laughs> they'll are they be like, I, they actually reached the limit. There is a limit. I don't know what it is. I don't remember what the tab limit is. But there is a limit where it'll, I think it'll kind of yell at you. iOS will tell you, like, you can't, no more soup for you. You can't open up any more tabs. And, or, or you know, they'll just get confused and they'll tap on the little, it's the two little squares in the lower right-hand corner. When you're looking at Safari on iOS, there's two little squares that overlap each other. And that's where you're going to tap and hold and then release when the little window pops up that says, it says new tab in blue. And then it says close three tabs. So I just have this example open uh, on my screen in red. And then that's what you tap, the one that's in red. And then that's what will close the ball. But my clients run into the situation where they just can't open up any more tabs or they're so lost. Like they, right. they can't, they don't, they just lose their place. 
And so this is definitely going to be a really handy thing that I could do because otherwise I try teaching them how to close the tabs by tapping on the tiny little X in the upper corner. And it's just such a tiny target that it's really hard for them to tap. So this, this is a godsend. This is like, oh, this makes it so much easier. <laughs> so definitely going to be using this tip more and more. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, David. You're welcome. Hey, welcome for me and welcome for him. Um, I I fell for that. I I, um, I know. (laughs) So the other tip we had, uh, we want to talk about was the calculator tip. Um, we thought this was a really cool tip, but do you want to, do you want to go through that? Uh, sure. So let's say you open up your calculator and you're typing in, I'm just going to, for the sake of easiness, you type in one, two, three, four, five, six, but you may be typed like one too many digits. You can actually swipe from the right or the left and it will delete the last either the digit off the left side or the digit off the right side, depending on where you are. Actually, actually, as I'm I'm doing it, I'm swiping it. It's always on the right side. So let's say you type too many digits. You wanted to type one, two, three, four, five instead of six. You just swipe it and it'll take off that digit for you. So instead of having to clear it and start it all over again, you just swipe and it'll just take off the last digit for you. That's in the calculator app. So that's handy. That was very handy. Um. So those are a couple of the tips we had. Uh, also, we have some uh, other news we wanted to talk about. Um, Apple is uh, looking to change iCloud security, if anybody was aware of that, I, I, the security requirements. And there was an article written uh, in Macworld that talked about uh, how they make, they're going to be changing the, the actual uh, requirements. And we highly recommend going through uh, and checking, through the, uh, checking this uh, article out. Um, we're going to kind of summarize it a little bit and just kind of tell you what, what's out there. I know you have, why don't you go give your, your opinion about the two-factor authentication to making it So making it I've difficult. ranted about, I, yeah, I've ranted about this before in the past because it can get really com- confusing, all of this extra security that we have to put on it. It really upsets a lot of people. Uh, but I think it's it's very handy to have. I think it's important. I, I really do try to encourage people to use it because I think this is just this is just how the world works. We just have to be vigilant and we have to be diligent and we have to know what these things mean. So two-factor authentication is something that you have and something that you know, or I should, it's probably the other way around, something that you know, which is your password. That's your first line. And then something that you have, which would be another device, like a, if you're working on an iPhone and you go to a website like, say, iCloud or, or someplace that wants you to log in, the something that you have would be another device, like, say, your iPad or your Apple Watch or your Mac, for that matter. And it's going to text you a verification code. And what is it, like six digits, I think it is? Or maybe it's nine? Yeah, I think it's nine. Is it nine? And so you're going to end up having to put those, that verification code, those digits into that box. And only you would know that if you have one of those devices. So it's very secure. It's just that it confuses a lot of people, especially my kind of clients. They think that that's their new password. So they'll write it down. And then they think that that's what they have to use. And then they get confused when they try to enter that verification code and it doesn't work because it's just a one trick pony. It's only a one time code. So I always tell them, don't write it down, you know, write it down if you need to, because it's going to maybe disappear from your screen. If your screen falls asleep or something, you know, write it down then, but then don't keep it, you know, throw that away or scratch it out or something. Um, so it's just another way to keep you safe. Now I have, I call it old school. I have what's called, um, two-step verification. So I have an iCloud account that I've had for a long, long time. And this was back I don't know how long this goes, maybe a couple of years ago when they first started kind of 
sort of hand-holding and telling us, us Apple users that, you know, you really should have this extra bit of security. And so this was two-step where, yes, the first step is your password, but then if you needed to change your password or anything that required some kind of a red flag or some kind of a security issue, you needed to have a key. And so when you turned this on, and it was like a while, it took a while for it to roll out, and like only certain accounts were eligible, and then you had to wait for them to get back to you. But they would give you this this master key, like this golden ticket, and you had to, right. you know, write it down and capture it someplace because if you lose that key, then you you lose the ability to make any kind of changes to your account. So it's a recovery key, is what it is. So I still have that set up. I still didn't switch to two factor authentication. I still feel very safe, but I've watched it come through. What what Dave, what was the last update where it kind of made you not made you do it, but it strongly recommended that you do yeah, it. Yeah, and it would keep adding it was ten point three. Ten point three. So yeah. once yeah, because I updated my husband's phone and that message came up because I was getting calls from clients like, what is this? You know, and they would describe it. They didn't know what it was called. They didn't know to call it two-factor authentication. It's also, you, if you see it in text, it's abbreviated as 2FA. So that's 2Foxtrot. Two, Two Foxtrot Alpha. Or two <laughs> uh, so if you see, if, yeah, if you see that, that's what that means. Two factor authentication, but they don't know what that means. They just know that I got this code, this mysterious code, and I, I think I changed my password. So it really confused a lot of people. And so when I went to upgrade my my husband's phone, I'm like, oh, that's what they're getting because they did the update, and it, you know, it didn't used to do that. It didn't used to like kind of make you do things or strongly recommend. But now Apple's getting to the point where they really want to be able to protect their bottom line. Right. So they're strongly recommending that you do this. And it's it's one of those things where if you just tap OK, 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 then you're set up with two factor. Like you unless you read the things, unless I think you have to tap other options or, you know, something, there's like another button that you can right. tap to get out of it. But unless you actually read what those prompts say, then you're already automatically conscripted into it. And so it was really upsetting a lot of people because they didn't understand what they were signing up for. Despite the fact that Apple does a pretty good job of telling you what it is, just we have become a very complacent society when it comes to security, unfortunately. And people just read the stuff and tap OK because they just want to get it's like swatting a fly like, oh, there's something on my screen. I'm just going to tap OK to get rid of it. But you really got to read those messages and you really got to pay attention to yes. what they say because it's really telling you what's going to happen. And if you have questions about it, you know, that's a time to take a screenshot and we'll go over how to how to do that. I I think I almost feel like we should do it every single episode. Yeah. Here's how you take a screenshot. Power button, you want to press the home button. button. <laughs> <laughs> so I just I just think, you know, it's really important to to read that stuff and and make sure that you if you don't understand what it is, ask a question about it, but definitely read what it says and learn about two-factor authentication and make sure yep. that you get it turned on and start using it because it's really going to protect you in the future. Yep, I was I was resistant to it for a long time, but then when 10.3 came out, I finally gave in and I'm using it. Now, one of the things that uh, Apple's going to change as far as Apple's iCloud security requirements, um, what's going to affect is, like we talked about, this is going to start on June 15th of uh, next month uh, when, we, uh, when we recorded this. Uh, what Apple's going to do is they're going to impose some new security requirement that it's going to require unique passwords for all third-party software that's out there mm-hmm. that uses iCloud accounts. So stuff like Fantastical, Thunderbird, or Busy Contacts, just to name a few, uh, will will have to 
change the way they allow that, that they have to have unique passwords. Now we won't go down the rat hole here about some of the other discussions that were in this article. You can read that if, on your own if you'd like. But there was another method that a lot of these third-party comp, uh, app developers prefer. Um, it was called uh, OAuth. You're talking about OAuth. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, they they think, and, and I kind of agree with them that there is some some validity to that that that, uh, that they have a much better um, security with that. But Apple isn't uh, looking at that. But I think what Apple's providing is is, is sufficient, um, and uh, you know, to, to for the like, common user, for the common and- user, yeah. And I'm think and I'm thinking that uh, like like Melissa said, let's uh, to, you definitely should take a look and uh, consider doing two factor authentication for your for your system. Yeah, it's an extra hoop to jump through, but I think it's worth it. It's it's really it's kind of a pay now or pay later kind of a thing. So so what you got to enter another thing every time, but it's not that often. And as long as you understand what it is, it will help teach you to recognize when something doesn't seem right. Yeah. So that's our bandwagon about security. This isn't a security <laughs> podcast, but uh, we want to uh, just kind of make you aware of those kind of things. So uh, next topic we want to talk about is. I'm excited. There's the Worldwide Developers Conference for, Conference for 2017 is coming up very shortly here, and on June 5th is the uh, is the keynote. And you know, always time where that's the time of year where they they announce all kinds of new things, and there are a lot of rumors out there. Um, probably, I would almost guarantee you'll will have a new OS for iOS. iOS 11 is what they're talking about. It's going to be a lot of changes there. Uh, again, a lot of it's all rumors. Uh, there's going to probably be a new iPhone, iPhone 8. Um, they're also, with some discussion about uh, the iPad, uh, iPad 10, uh, the iPad Pro, it'll be a 10.5 inch screen. As we talked about earlier, the mini is going to be going away, probably. Again, that's a rumor. Um, but, or uh, speculation. Or spe- a rumor or speculation, I guess one of those two. Um, but uh, you, you've never been to the WWDC, Melissa, uh, have you? I've never been to one in person. Have you ever been to one? No, I have not. I mean, it's, I've it's very expensive. <laughs> it's, I mean, yeah, it's 2000 yeah. plus it's, dollars a little bit above my pay grade (laughs) but i do enjoy watching what i think is really interesting though is that there's more and more people like my you know my dad or maybe my brother or even like my kids and i we like to watch the keynotes together now we like seeing what's coming down the pipe it's it's just interesting it like for me as as kind of like a geek or a nerd it's like a sporting event like you know you're you're a real sports fan (laughs) i'm not much of a sports fan but i can only imagine like this is what it feels like to be a sports fan because i get really (laughs) okay so then then yeah you can confirm that for me then it it does i almost wish i had like a little scarf or you know some kind of big fingered wag or something but i do get excited uh, about wwdc so it is it used to be that it seemed like it was just for geeks. It was just for just the really techie of the techiest people. But I I would argue that more common people, like more of, you know, people that aren't like necessarily completely steeped in it are going to watch it and they can get enough from it. I think that Apple's been really good about putting on a pretty big, I don't know, I call it dog and pony show. I, I think that they, yeah. they come up they, with a lot of neat stuff to keep people engaged. The, the great thing now is that that it's live streamed, so us really crazy people like I've done in the past and more than likely we'll do it again on For Mac Eyes Only with Mike Potter, uh, we'll be doing uh, a reaction episode where we uh, sit and ha- kind of have fun and watch as as the things get announced. 
Oh. <laughs> when I did it with you guys the last time, I thought, yeah. is, is this is this what it's like at a golf game? <laughs> like giving like the drive by drive, hey, you know? Uh, it's it challenging. Was fun. It's fun. Yeah. It's, it's challenging because you got you know, mm. there's delays and. But the great thing about app, what's Apple's done is they 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 they've they're 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 live streaming it. They it used to be like pulling teeth to get that uh, done. People would uh, be watching Twitter instead of actually watching the live stream and have to watch the words. Come yeah, up the live the vlogs. Remember those live mm-hmm. vlogs? Yeah, they still do them. Um, refresh, refresh. Uh, but, Commander, but, Commander. They ha- but the great thing is they have an app on the Apple TV, so you can watch it on there. And then you have to use Safari. They're at least that strict when you are watching this, as you can't use a, th- a different browser. I get browser. excited about looking at the app screen on my Apple TV to wait for the new yeah. little artwork to come up. <laughs> oh, but yeah, they haven't had they haven't had an event since October of last year, so it's been quite a while um, uh, since the last live event. So. This will be exciting. Then they have a, it's a full week sessions, and a lot of developers will be talking about all kinds of new things, new apps, uh, and all kinds of stuff. And like I said, I'm sure iOS 11 is going to get announced. I would not be at all surprised if Mac uh, OS 10.13 gets announced because uh, that's the that's the big meat and potatoes of the Worldwide Developers Conference is developing, yeah, and doing it on on all the operating systems. But uh, all the rumors of all the other hardware devices, including potentially Macs, are going to get announced too. So. Uh, I would check it out. Yeah, it's 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 coming up in a, fo- a couple weeks, and like I said, I consider that day a holiday on the fifth of June. So I'll be taking my my traditional f- uh, day <laughs> off of from work and get to enjoy uh, enjoy watching it, uh, not having to worry about other things going on at work at that day. Um, yeah, so. if you haven't watched one, I suggest you check your Apple TV and see if there's a new piece of artwork that shows up there, and go check it out. And it'll walk you through. Like if you click on it, it'll tell you. It'll give you a countdown and how many hours or how many days are left. So definitely check it out. It's, it, don't be afraid of it. Yeah. So, uh, Melissa, did you have anything else that you wanted to talk about before we, uh, we were going to, I haven't even mentioned it the whole time this, this time in this episode is about Mac stock. I know, I know, I know. Can you believe that? <laughs> I, I, we haven't meant, hadn't mentioned it once until this, right at this moment. Well, I thought about it, but I found another way around it. I was right. trying to save it for the end. <laughs> okay. Well, go for it. Tell us about Mac stock. <laughs> Well, as you were talking about WWDC, I was going to say, we're going to be on the road. So, you know, we're talking about maybe doing like a live blow by blow of it. And yeah. I don't know where I'm going to be because we're we're going on a road trip uh, out to visit my folks out in Pennsylvania. So we're going cross country all the way from one end of the country to, to the other and then back again. And on the way back this time, we are going to be stopping in for a Mac stock. So uh, if you haven't heard us talk about it enough on just every single podcast and every single episode, uh, David and I are going to be presenting two different presentations. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be presenting with my buddy Jody Spangler. We did a presentation last year that we called Senior Moments, and we're going to be sort of piggybacking off of that again this year. And we're going to be talking about remote support for it's for everybody really but in particular for us remote support with, with seniors and uh so we're we're starting to craft our presentation and i'm going to start working on my slides and start getting a lot of that stuff together i'm excited we have lots of ideas about what we're going to talk about but we only have 20 minutes on the stage yes, uh, and then we'll have a deeper dive we'll have a deeper dive too so we have to figure out what we're going to say for that That's so right. have a deeper dive is, excited. Uh, and so do i this year i didn't uh, yeah, we both have deeper, deeper dives, so you'll have see to uh, come and vibes. I'm kind of bummed. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we got to wait for the videos Plus to come Plus, you're going to be busy because you're going to be rehearsing before for Mike because yeah. you'll go on after me. So Yeah, again. i got to talk to Mike about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, the event is uh, coming up, and I'm on the website now. Uh, it's maxstock2017.com. It's 51 days away. I can't believe it. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's going to be It's not too far away. It's uh, uh, July 15th and 16th. 
uh, this year. It's at, it's in Woodstock, Illinois, at the McHenry County uh, Community College. Uh, the speakers are just uh, they're just amazing amount of speakers that are there. Uh, besides uh, Melissa and I, we have Chuck Joyner, you have uh, Allison Sheridan. Uh, Tim Robertson, Guy Searle, a lot of the folks in the community. Uh, I, I, I can name everybody here. Dave Hamilton's going to be there. Allison Sheridan, uh, Brett Ter- Terpsper is, is there as well. Matt Schmitz, who's an up-and-coming speaker, talking about Brad's Army Focus. this year. Yeah, he, 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 he visited last year, and then I think he got sucked in. <laughs> yeah. but so, I thought, yeah. no, he spoke last year. I believe he did speak at the second Did he speak? I thought he, he just He visited the visit. first year, and then he spoke the second year. Oh, so now okay. this will be his. Maybe I missed it when I yeah. was rehearsing. <laughs> um, so there's just a great talent of speakers, uh, including myself and Melissa, of course. And uh, and uh, as she said, there's going to be some deeper dives. Um, my topic is going to be on uh, efficiencies in iOS. Uh, I want to uh, spoil too much of it, but uh, there's going to be a uh, there's a lot of great efficiencies out there that you could you could be doing. And uh, one of the tips was it was the browser. You know, I'll probably mention that again because people always forget uh, about the uh, about the closing the tabs in the browser. Um, so. Uh, we, we highly recommend that you come out and check it out. It's it's it's, a, it's actually going to be a great event. Uh, Chuck Joyner, actually, I would mention this a little bit briefly. He just did, you know, he's been doing episodes on Mac Voices for uh, the uh, Road to Mac stock, and he uh, now I got to get on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess you guys haven't been on there yet, have you? Uh, Not yet. Okay, We've so scheduling issues. He, he, keep, we'll, he keeps we'll sending there. you, I'm sure, requests. But he had uh, mm-hmm. his last episode was with Brian Henson, who's the one of the volunteers for the Mac stock. And I, I would hope, yeah, Brian was so great last year. Yeah, he he's a great, super Can't nice guy. Can't wait to see him again. Yeah, he's just so nice, and he was he's so supportive of all the speakers. And uh, check out Matt, uh, Chuck Joyner's uh, next the last uh, episode that just was published uh, on. Uh, with, I have to go watch that. Yeah, yeah, it was a Aww, lot of fun, he and he was such great care of us. Yeah, and he and they, they had a nice nice conversation. You know, uh, and he gave a lot of kudos and gave some. Uh, Great information about uh, MacStock, so uh, check it out. Uh, we have a coupon code for MacStock. Yeah, you got to go get your tickets because it's tickets. not that far away. It's not that far away. It's uh, we have a thirty dollars off coupon for your ticket if you use the coupon code in touch with iOS, all one word, and uh, you will be able to uh, get thirty dollars off for the, the two sessions. Of course, yeah, we can't not uh, talk about the the the, the Barry Falks uh, mingle. Uh, oh yeah, he, he will he'll be doing that as well. Uh, so we have a little bit of a little bit of party uh, between the nights, and then we'll have a lot of fun uh, doing that. So don't yeah. In fact, well. uh, go back to for Mac Guys Only and listen to the episode that I just did with Barry. Yes, it was just recently published not long ago. So go check. <laughs> we just talked about that, <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, check that out. And uh, uh, we want you to, we really want you to come out and uh, see us and see see the, all the great speakers that are going to be there. So uh, I think. We can't say enough about Max Stock, and uh, we hope to see you out there um, coming up very soon, 51 days. All right, Melissa, do we, do we have anything else to talk about? I don't think so. I think this is no, going to be a, sh- a shorter than normal episode, but uh, that's okay. We don't have to. And you have... thought we'd have too much. <laughs> yeah, I, I did think we had, I thought we'd have too much. Um, so uh, I, We're a little extra caffeinated this time around. <laughs> yeah, uh, we had a lot of prep, so. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, it's so, all good. Yeah, it's all good. So I'll, I'll, what I will say is uh, I will give you our contact info. Uh, if you want to contact us, uh, you can go to our, our website, which is in touch with iOS.com. You can also uh, make comments on our Facebook page. Uh, you can tweet uh, Melissa. She is at the Mac Mommy. And I am at Dave G65. So with that, I thank you for listening. And I hope that you are more in touch with iOS and after hearing this episode. 
Uh, subscribe to our podcast in one of your favorite podcatchers, as well as in iTunes. And uh, show your friends how to look for us on iTunes. Um, we look forward to bringing you more useful information in future episodes. And I am David Ginsburg. And I'm Melissa Davis. Thanks for listening.